Welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and this is your Monday bonus episode. It is being recorded on Sunday, Sunday, October 18th. It'll drop on the 19th. It is uh, 5.20 a.m. California time. I'm up early. Early, I woke up and then I started to think, oh, I got to do this and I got to do that. I have to do this and I have to do that. All right, I'm going to get up and start doing some of this and that. So that's where we're at. Oh, my chair is squeaky today. Rolling around. I uh, hope you guys are having a good October. I've been uh, doing a lot of interviews. I have to prepare for Rob Halford which is happening this Wednesday, which is, uh, that seems, uh, that seems really big to me. Rob Halford from Judas Priest. When I do these uh, interviews on the Zoom room, what I do is I have like a little, uh, I have a little camera cover, a little thing that slides. So I have it closed until I see that that person has entered into the Zoom room. And then, uh, and then once I see them, then I re- reveal myself. I don't know why I do it like that. That's just how I do it. But I guess so that they can't see the shock on my face when I first see them. But um, yeah, when when Rob Halford appears on my computer screen, uh, that's going to be kind of uh, incredible to me. You know, doesn't matter how many b- big guests I've had in the past. Uh, the next big guest is uh, is still exciting for me. So. Um, yeah, the past weeks have been good. Uh, most recently, uh, Patty Smythe on this past Friday. And this Thursday, you're going to hear Jeff Downs from uh, currently in Yes, but founding member of Asia, founding member of the Buggles, and just uh, just tons and tons of stuff. So good stuff. Fun stuff happening. No complaints. No complaints. Uh, what else do we got going that I can talk about? Oh, I got a uh, copy of the new Peter Frampton autobiography in the mail yesterday to give away. Tried to get a bunch of copies, but, uh, they would only send me one, but that'll be coming your way soon. That'll be the prize very soon. Just one, probably do a last man standing type of a, uh, giveaway, but, uh, yeah. Always trying to get prizes, so that's the one. Now, for Rob Halford, they're supposed to send me five books, so fingers crossed that that happens, too. What else? What have I been doing? October, or mid-October, I've been watching a lot of uh, horror films at night. I throw something in, you know, some classics or, uh, you know, or some schlock or some hammer film. What I watched this uh, past week, I watched uh, Roger Corman's The Mask of the Red Death. 
with Vincent Price. I had never seen that. It was interesting. You know, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I'm glad I saw it, but I uh, probably will never need to watch it again. Uh, and then last night I watched a movie called Fright. I think it was from 1972 with Susan George, who was in the original Straw Dogs, and Honor Blackman, who was a pussy galore in Goldfinger. And that was a British horror film. You know, your, your typical uh, babysitter, you know, in peril type film. It, it was not good. I did not, uh, I did not really care for that. It was not, uh, it was not great. I was like, uh, the whole time I watched it, I was like, this is, this is pretty bad. Is this a waste of time? Maybe, maybe it's a waste of time, but at, late at night, what are you going to do? And what else did I watch yesterday? Pilar and I watched, uh, a five, uh, a five episode series you can get through Amazon prime. I think it was called Cursed Films. It's all about horror films that might have curses. There was The Exorcist and The Omen and Poltergeist and The Crow and Twilight Zone. And uh, The Crow and Twilight Zone ones were the best, in my opinion. Poltergeist was pretty good. They got better as they went, to be honest. And The uh, Twilight Zone was was horrific because they actually showed the footage when the helicopter kills uh spoiler alert uh Vic Morrow and two kids um it's not graphic footage because you know it's not a close up but uh but it was pretty horrific because I had never seen that footage before I didn't even know that that was ever released to the public for anything so um I don't know how John Landis ever got to direct a film again unbelievable so watch that there, there's something happy <laughs> uh no but if you're into horror films and stuff you know watch that series and again every episode gets better the first one exorcist was okay omen was okay and then poltergeist was pretty good and then the last two i thought were really good so there's a recommendation for you and um i guess we should get into the bonus episode this week's episode was chosen by uh not chosen by suggested to me by uh, listener Lisa Solak and her topic where the topic today is, and Lisa also did the artwork, by the way, Lisa said, I'm going to throw together some artwork. I said, cool, do it. And, um, by the way, we, uh, we don't have any female artists. We never have, we never have had a female artist do some of our weekly Facebook artwork. So if you're inclined to do such a thing and, uh, and you have some skills and you would like to do that, email me at rocksolidpodcast at gmail.com and certainly I will have you do that. Certainly, certainly, I would love it. I welcome it. All right, so the topic is she bangs. And when she sent me that topic, I was like, I don't know what, what she bangs. I don't even know what that, what, what would that be? And then she told me that this would be songs that feature a female drummer. All right. I don't want a male drummer and then female playing percussion. We want we want straight up female drummer on the song. And if you think of lots of the uh, you know all girl groups which we're going to feature today, so I'm not going to name them. Uh, it was pretty easy to uh, 
to find some songs. And then if you dig, dig a little deeper, you know, find some session people and we'll be featuring those as well. But, uh, you know, a good collection of songs, some artists I'd never heard of. And then of course, some artists that we've all have heard of. So, um, that's what we're going to do. Before I forget, when should I throw out the topic for next time? I'll wait. I just put a note in front of me so that I remember. And then uh, I will uh, I will announce that uh, sometime in the middle of this episode. Um, what else? Do I have something else? Oh, oh, yeah. I have something else. So uh, my hosting platform, Art19, uh, wanted to raise the amount of money that I pay to be hosted uh, on their site. And I love the site, the ease of use and the analytics and the look. I love it. I love R19. But when I was originally, um, when I originally moved over to R19, they, uh, they promised uh, some things that uh, still have not happened. And then, um, and then recently, like I said, they wanted to raise the amount of money they charged me to be hosted there. They wanted to raise it by twice as much and uh, had a nice uh, nice um, conference call, I guess you would say. And um, so what has uh, come of that is they want me to start inserting ads into the podcast. And these ads will offset the cost of the money that they wanted to raise me up to. Okay. So I won't be making money from these ads. I will just be saving money. Does that make sense? So, um, that'll happen. Not in this episode, not in the next episode, probably within, uh, probably starting in November. And, um, these ads will just be dropped in 30 second or 60 second ads. I think maybe two per show. They're just going to be dropped in there. Fast forward them whatever you want to do, take a break. Um, won't be any products that I don't agree to. Won't be anything that's against my, uh, my morals or against, uh, I don't know what it would be a machine gun or cigarettes. Uh, I mean, it's not going to be that, but, um, I will have a say in whatever the product is. And, um, and again, just one of those things. And, uh, it'll be, uh, 30 seconds to a minute of the entire show. So just listen to them or fast forward them, but they won't be, uh, they won't be read by me. They will be, um, professionally produced ads that'll be dropped in the show. I get to choose where they're dropped, probably drop them in at the half hour point and then at the hour point. So when they happen, I don't know if it'll be jarring. I'm as curious as you are. And, um, I guess it would be like Spotify if you don't uh if you don't pay for Spotify, you have the free Spotify and the ads get dropped in. So it is what it is, but uh my show doesn't change. They don't uh I say what I say, I do what I do, and uh nothing will change except these ads being inserted. So that's uh that's a warning. Am I warning you? Sounds like I'm warning you. Uh just letting you know. So you don't think, what's this? Is this one of Pat's stupid uh, comedy bits? Oh no, this is a real ad. Hmm. I didn't like that. Fast forward. That's all you have to do. All right, let's get into it. She bangs. Uh, 
brought to you by Lisa Solak. So of course, uh, Lisa's going to go first, right? So let me uh, crank up the uh, the sound and let's listen to uh, Lisa Solak. Again, she bangs songs that feature a female drummer. Here we go. Hey, Rock Solid listeners, it's Lisa from Crystal Lake. There are many female drummers that I admire, but Honey Lantry always stands out to me. Her band, The Honeycombs, was formed in 1963, and female drummers were very rare. This song that i chosen is always part of my playlists, as it always makes me smile. So here is The Honeycombs with Have I the Right. Have I the right to hold you? You know I've always told you that we must never The Honeycombs, I Have the Right. That's from the best of The Honeycombs, which was released in uh, 1993. So I don't know when that song originated. Um, I have no idea. It sounds old-timey, though. You know what I'm saying? 50s? 60s? Early 60s? Good song, though. Have I the Right. All right, so speaking of Facebook artwork, this next gentleman, Justin Harris, recently did our Doors artwork for our bonus episode that Murray and I recorded on The Doors. Having heard a lot of uh, feedback on that episode, and I believe that's because uh, The Doors are divisive. Maybe people didn't even, maybe they skipped it. I think you should listen. Murray and I had a good time. Even if you don't like The Doors, I, Murray and I did a great job. Maybe one of Murray's best episodes. Um, no, if Murray and I aren't sleepy, uh, we uh, we do a good job. And then sometimes we're both uh, sleepy. And then when we're done, we're like, mm, weird. why did we record? We were exhausted. But uh, the Doors episode's good. So check it out. Check it out. So anyway, Justin Harris is up next. And uh, let's find out what Justin's got for us. Hello, Pat, and all of my Rock Solidians out there. This is Justin Harris calling from Phoenix, Arizona, in the heart of the Southwest. I love this idea of she bangs. I didn't know where that was going to go when you first announced it. Right. But it's a great idea. I never would have thought of it myself. Uh, so my selection for a female drummer in a band is Sandy West from The Runaways. I had a chance to watch the biopic that was released about 10 years ago. Don't know how I missed it, but it was a great biopic. And those ladies just rock. It's sad to me that they didn't stay together, but, you know, 
temperaments and uh, different personalities often lead to that in bands, regardless if, if, if it's a female or male band. Anyways, um, the song that I wanted to hear is Dead End Justice, and you can start it right from the beginning. All of it's good, but the beginning is just a fine place to start it, Pat. Thank you so much for the show, and all of you take care of each other and keep fighting the good fight. pick justin the runaways dead end justice that's great uh now justin let me uh let me discuss your intro real quick uh i am a person known for not uh always being to pronounce being able to pronounce words uh correctly or mispronouncing words especially last names i'm horrible with it uh, but Justin, you uh, you were talking about the you you used you said biopic in your intro. I don't know if you were if you were being uh, saying like that to be funny, which to me is it would be very funny, or if you just were saying uh, saying the word wrong. But I, I say I say biopic. I say biopic. Uh, I don't I don't know that it's biopic. I'm not making fun of you. I'm just pointing it out. And that's it. Biopic. Biopic for humor, but uh, I think I think it's biopic. So there you go. So thank you for your uh, for your music pick, and let's move on to uh, to Brian Berkey. Brian Berkey. Hello, Pat. This is Brian Berkey from PA. My suggestion for a song with a female percussionist comes from the fourth album by the Apples in Stereo. The song features the band's original drummer, Hilary Sidney, who also sings the lead vocal on this track, as well as being credited as the songwriter. From the 2000 album, The Discovery of World Inside the Moon, the song is 20 Cases Suggestive of... Hope you enjoy... And thanks for the podcast.
All right, all right, Brian Berkey. That's a good tune. That's a good tune. I've never heard it, and I liked it. Music's coming in hot today for me. I'm going to turn it down. I'm going to go deaf. Uh, I got a song. I have a song. I know that... uh, I know that Lenny Kravitz has a female drummer from time to time. Her name is Cindy Blackman. Uh, I could not believe, I, I just looked her up. She is 60 years old. I swear to God, she looks like she's about 35 years old. But she's 60. So I uh, went through Lenny Kravitz's discography. Try to find a song that Cindy plays on. I thought it would be easy. Turns out it's not easy because Lenny Kravitz, on his albums plays uh plays all the drums he pretty much plays all the instruments on all of his albums a few players here and there but i did find a one song from the album five called straight cold player featuring cindy blackman so let's check it out drumming Cindy Blackman don't think we're going to hear Lenny but we're hearing Cindy and that's what it's about today that's what it's about Lenny Kravitz has an autobiography out right now too called Let Love Rule have I reached out to Lenny Kravitz people to try to get Lenny Kravitz on the show absolutely I have but uh it's so weird when I, I think about, when I reach out to some people, like, uh, that seems like an impossible person to get. And I don't know why. It's, uh, I don't know. It just, uh, it just seems like that would be impossible to get Lenny Kravitz as a guest. But uh, haven't heard a no, haven't heard a yes. But uh, I keep trying. And uh, also reached out to Peter Frampton's people because uh, that guy lives right up here in Santa Barbara, I believe. And he has a book out. I just kind of feel that people that are home right now, they can just go in their office or their recording studio or their living room and turn on the laptop and step into the Zoom room. I, I almost feel like uh, anyone might be willing to say yes to uh, chatting with me. So I'll, I'll keep trying. That's all you can do. All I can say is no. I'm used to no's. Nose don't stop me. All right, coming up next, this guy's from Philadelphia. Let's check him out. Hello, Rock Solid listeners. This is Joe Reynolds from Philly. Let's make this quick. Gina Shock from the Go-Go's. Might be one of my favorite drummers of all time. Here is Skid Marks on my heart from Beauty and the Beat. Should have had a 
Go-Go's. If you follow us on Twitter, I posted a link where you can watch the Go-Go's documentary. Or, uh, yeah, that's what it is. I was going to call it a biopic for fun, but it's not a biopic. It's a documentary. Biopic is something different. But um, it's currently on YouTube. I put a link to it. So uh, unless that was put up there illegally, go check it out. You can watch it right now. I saw the Go-Go's for the first time at the Hollywood Bowl two years ago. And uh, disappointed because Gina was not there that night. She was, um, I think she was getting over surgery or something, but she she couldn't be there. They were there over 4th of July weekend. So I purchased tickets to see them this past summer. And they're coming to the Orpheum Theater, smaller venue, much smaller than the Hollywood Bowl. And it's uh, all original members. Gina's uh, there feeling healthy, but uh, obviously canceled, but rescheduled for 2021. So, uh, so I got two tickets to that. I still don't know who's going with me. I don't know. Is it gonna be? Uh, is it gonna be Christy? Is it gonna be Siegel? Who knows? Murray? I don't know. Is there a listener in town? Maybe that person goes with me. Who knows? But that'll be. Uh, I think that's uh, June of 2021. Now it's been uh, pushed back too. Mm, I'm excited to see it. Excited to see. Finally see. All the Go-Go's together. All right. The next band or the next... Now, we are going to get... And this is going to happen. But this next... Uh, the next four songs are all by the same band. So this band is going to get tons and tons of love right now from... Uh, from three different people. No, not three different people, Pat. Four different people. Learn to count. All right. The introduction is going to be by only our uh, our second um, female of the day. Of the episode, actually. Come on, ladies. Get in on this. Send an intro. Send some songs. I don't want to be an all-dude podcast. Here we go. Greetings, rock solid friends. It's Carly Anderson in Denver, Colorado. The Donnas were an all girl rock band that had a number of good records out during the 2000s. My favorites were Turn 21 and Spend the Night. My choice today is the song Take It Off from Spend the Night, where you can really hear drummer and founder of the band, Tori Castellano. I hope you enjoy.
That's our first of four Donna songs. That's a great song. I uh, I don't own any Donna's records. And after hearing these four songs that were sent to me, I'm going to have to go buy them all. And believe it or not, I've seen the Donna's in concert. It was like the strangest triple bill ever. Wait to hear who this triple bill is. It's at the Universal Amphitheater. And the triple bill is, uh, did I get tickets? I got, well, I'll tell you that in a minute. Uh, the Donna's opened, followed by The Knack with headliner Alice Cooper. Doesn't feel like that goes together, right? On paper, that doesn't sound right. Like I, maybe The Donna's and The Knack together and then maybe The Donna's and Alice Cooper together. But The Knack and Alice Cooper that doesn't seem to go together in any sense of the word. But a great show because I love The Knack and I love Alice Cooper. And the Donnas were great. Why didn't I buy their discography back then? I don't know. I don't know, people. Uh, pretty sure my friend Lisa Goich got me the tickets for that because uh, her husband Teddy at the time was uh, Alice Cooper's keyboard player. And... um I think we got to meet Alice after that show too. Yes, we did. We got to go backstage and say a quick hello, hello. That's how I say, uh, that's how when I meet a celebrity, I say hello, hello. <laughs> that's not what I do at all. All right, here we go. He's a, uh, he's a, he's a hero to the people. He lives up north. He lives in Tracy, California. Retired fireman and national treasure. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Tom Neuerberg here, your pal from NorCal, submitting a song for this week's uh, episode, She Bangs. Uh, I want to submit a song by the band The Donnas. They're, they were a favorite of mine. They're kind of defunct now, but they, they were a real fun band, uh, all females, um, I would describe their sound as being um, uh, somewhat like ACDC. And uh, their drummer, like I said, they're an all-female band, so obviously they have a female drummer. Her name, uh, Tori Castellano. And it's kind of tragic because she ended up developing tendonitis and had to have surgery. Didn't It never really quite healed, and she had to retire from drumming and playing with the Donnas. They did replace her with a second drummer, Amy Sassari. Um, but I, it just seemed like things never were the same after Tori retired. And that was kind of what led to uh, the Donna's becoming defunct. So I'm going to submit my favorite song of theirs. It's called Don't Break Me Down. Thanks.
a killer song. Wow. Just looking up how many albums they have. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven albums. 97 to 2007. Around 10 years. I mean, that's a, that's a, good, uh, that's a good run. But um, when you think that they haven't had an album out in 13 years... How old are these bands? They're still they're still young. Forty one is the lead singer, Brett Anderson. Uh, maybe uh, I would say uh, I would say get together, ladies, and do do another album. Let's get you guys back together. All right, more more Donna's coming up. Whoa, that's the song from before. Remember, people, it's very early. It's now five fifty two a.m. Cut me some slack on the squeaky chair. Hey everybody, it's Kyle Hildreth from the Woods of Western Mass. And today I am going with a band with a female drummer. Turns out I don't listen to a lot of music with female drummers. Sexist. The exception being the Donnas, the 1990s 20-aughts band that was based on the Ramones in the beginning, very punky and veered towards heavy metal near the end. Their last album was 2009. It's a shame they don't uh, put anything else out anymore or continue to tour or perform. They're really a good band. Nice, hard-rocking, and fun, too. Um, Their drummer, Tori Castellano, another great drummer, of course, fast, um, intense, and unfortunately had to retire due to injuries from drumming. And right after she retired, um, the band continued on a little bit, but then they broke up, which is too bad. So from uh, earlier in their career, this is a little more of a deeper cut. From 1999, Skin Tight, here's the Donnas with Zero. Three of four from the Donnas. Now, the next introduction on the Donnas, I, I kept this one for last because um, he has a little bit more info on Tori Castellano. And, you know, after hearing a couple intros that, um, you know, talk about uh, Tori being, uh, you know, had to stop drumming because of injuries caused by drumming, et cetera, et cetera. Sounds like a sad story, but uh, the next intro is going to enlighten us a bit. So let's listen to uh, my friend Jeff Frank. Gabba Gabba, hey, Rock Solid Nation. It is Jeff from Waimama, Florida, chiming in with my She Bangs pick, and I am going with The Donnas, All Messed Up, which comes off of their 2002 major label debut called Spend the Night. And I'm going to assume most people are familiar with the Donnas, but in case not, um, badass four-piece, all-female band from Palo Alto, California, 
They formed way back in middle school and kind of fashioned themselves after The Runaways meets ACDC, a smidge of glammy Motley Crue in the mid-80s, and of course The Ramones. So drummer Tori Castellano, a.k.a. Donna C., ended up retiring from the band in 2010 due to some shoulder issues. But she went back to school, graduated from Stanford uh, in poli-sci, and then ended up attending Harvard Law School, which I think is pretty badass. So I say crank it and stay frosty. songs are fantastic. Why do I not own any Donna's music? I gotta get it all. Where should I start? I'm seeing that their 2004 album, Gold Medal, was produced by Butch Walker. And that Spend the Night, that song sounded, that, that this last song from Spend the Night sounded great, all messed up. All right, thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your, uh, for enlightening me. On the Donnas. All right, coming up next. This is the part of the show where one of our listeners, I'm not going to say his name, Aaron Kahn, uh, doesn't like it because uh, this is when I play three song, three intros and three songs back to back. Because some people, they uh, they tack their uh, their song right onto their intro. They want to do some uh, production. They want to they help out a little bit. And I'm fine with it. So what I do is when I get to this part of the show, you guys know, I'm going to play three back to back to back. I'm not going to talk, which is a good thing sometimes, a lot of times. So uh, I'm even going to turn my mic down. I'm going to kick back on my squeaky chair and I'm going to enjoy the next three intros and three songs. And, uh, and there's only one person out there that's not going to enjoy this. And you know who it is. It's going to be Aaron Kahn. Actually, I'm going to let this bleed over into then the fourth intro and song. That's right, four. We're going to do four. All right. Get ready. Here it comes. Hello again, Solid Rockers. It's Glenn K. Amo from Moncton. The timing of this episode is great because I recently discovered a band that fits the bill perfectly. They were not the first all-female rock band signed to a major label, but they were the first to release a top 50 single. That would be Butter Boy, which hit number 29 in 1975. But by that time, their lineup had changed significantly, and they soon disbanded. They released five albums between 1970 and 1974, and the song I have chosen is from their third album, Fanny Hill, 
Featuring original drummer Alice DeBurr, here's Fanny with their cover of Marvin Gaye's Ain't That Peculiar. Greathouse, he's got that sweet southern charm. Hob the Troll, well, that's Steve O'Dockerson. Tor Hansen, I have absolutely no discernible qualities other than my ability to bring music that Pat ends up ultimately not liking at all. So I'm going to lean into that a little bit. All right, so she bangs. In my book, almost nobody bangs like Hozoji Matheson Margolis. She's the drummer for Helms Ali, which is a Washington-based sludge metal post-hardcore trio. The whole outfit is built around her incredible drum work. She's also a microbiologist in her spare time. So this is called Interacnid. I hope you enjoy it, although I don't expect that you will. Take care, Pat. Rockside listeners, Aaron here again, and I've decided to take part in this female drummer episode of Rock Solid. And when I first heard about this topic, the first band that came to my mind was the Velvet Underground, with their drummer being Maureen Moe Tucker. When original drummer Angus McLeese left the band, a friend of guitarist Sterling Morrison told him that he had a sister who drummed. While the guys were a bit skeptical about having her in the band, she would end up staying with them for quite some time, playing on the band's first three albums. And it is also worth mentioning, she is not on uh, Loaded, the band's fourth album. Uh, She was pregnant during that time. In concert, Tucker had a unique approach in drumming, in that she would stand while playing. 
After the split of the Velvet Underground, Tucker would later have a solo career from the 1980s through the 1990s. She's now been retired for several years, though she has made the rare appearance at several Velvet Underground related events. For a song, I'm going to go with the deep track from the band's self-titled album from 1969. Now, while the band's first two albums were experimental efforts, their third album saw a more laid-back approach to the music, somewhat similar to what we know as alternative or indie rock now. However, the song I picked here is somewhat experimental. I think Mo's drumming here is great, and she's singing co-lead vocals with Doug Ewell while Sterling Morrison and Lou Reed are the ones who are reading different things at the same time. From the Velvet Underground's third album, this is The Murder Mystery. Hey y'all, Tony Greyhouse, back again in East Alabama with my submission of She Bangs episode. Prince is no stranger to good musicians, great musicians, great drummers, great female drummers. But I'm choosing the drummer from his last project, Third Eyed Girl. They put out a great album. It's back to form with Plectrum Electrum. Hannah Welton was a drummer in that band. The whole band is great. It's a great trio of funk and rock and roll. It can't be beat. There's a lot of good drumming on it, but I think we should play Fix Your Life Up from the top. Pat, we sure appreciate it. And y'all be sweet. songs thank you guys glenn tor aaron and tony although i did not really like that velvet underground song very much um tor i did like your song even though you said i wouldn't 
Don't prejudge me. You never know. You never know where I'm going to land. For example, I have some things to complain about right now. Looking at the new, the cover of the new Peter Frampton book. It's called Do You Feel Like I Do? A memoir. Peter Frampton with Alan Light. Now the cover photo. Cover photo. And now Peter Frampton must have had his photo taken a, a million times. A million. And uh, the cover photo, they use, they, use a, they use a photo of him when he's smoking. And I don't know why that bothers me so much. But it does. I'm, uh, I hate smoking. Always have hated smoking. I've never smoked ever anything. Nothing. Not a cigar with the guys. None of the, none of the pot. Certainly not a cigarette. So it just kind of grosses me out. So, uh, yeah. I wish, this, uh, I wish this picture wasn't on the jacket cover. I don't know why it, uh, it's making me angry, but it is. Uh, yesterday in the mail, I received Eagles live from the forum recorded in, uh, 2018 and it was cracking me up because on the back, uh, there's uh, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven tracks across the two CDs that are just stage patter tracks. So instead of having that uh, that be part of the song track, which happens sometimes, they made them their own individual tracks. And it just cracks me up because like it says, Joe Walsh, uh, how you doing? Don Henley, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Timothy B. Schmidt, hey, everybody, that's Joe Walsh. All right. Don Henley again, uh, just want to thank all of you. Deacon Fry. Hello, everybody. And Vince Gill. How's everybody doing? And then on side two, we only get one. It's a Joe Walsh again. Uh, is everybody okay? So um, I've not listened to this CD yet. Uh, a couple of these are a dot, dot, dot. So obviously they say more. But uh, yeah, I got to listen to this. It uh, looks like Vince Gill sings one of his solo songs, too, after his uh, stage patter. He sings, Don't Let Our Love Start Slipping Away. And then uh, a bunch of Joe Walsh solo songs, Walk Away, Life's Been Good, Funk Number 49, Rocky Mountain Way. Joe sings, it's like the Joe Walsh show. i got to be honest with you. Uh, any Don Henley solo stuff? Boys of Summer. Anything else? I think you'd try to get another one in there. Nope, that's it. All right. And uh, here's my problem. I haven't even listened yet, and I've already got a problem with this album. Currently, the Eagles are Don Henley, Joe Walsh, Timothy B. Schmidt, Vince Gill, and Deacon Fry. I don't have a problem with that lineup. That's fine. But uh, this album was recorded at the Forum... September 12th, 14th, and 15th, which means none of those individual shows were uh, deemed good enough to just release the individual show. Therefore, we have uh, the best performances uh, over the three nights, which I don't like. I like a, a live album that is, you know, one, uh, one show. That's just, that's just how I am. I like a live album it's one real show and, uh, you know, mistakes and all. 
My other problem here is the five core Eagles members are augmented with, oh my God, 14 other people on stage. So there's 20 people on stage, 19. But um, yeah, after the core five, there's an Eagles band. There's a, there's a guitarist, a keyboard, two keyboard players, and another drummer. Then there's five horn players, and there's five string players. I mean, I would, I, you know, when I go see you two, there's four guys on stage. Maybe there's a keyboardist under the stage that I don't know about. But um, this is just too much. This isn't the Eagles. This, I don't know what this is. This is ridiculous. Now, when I listen to this album, is it going to sound great? I'm sure it's going to sound great. Because it's the best performances from three different shows. But man, that's just too, that's just, you know, the Stones come out, they, they might have horns, they might have uh, one keyboard player, some background singers. I, I understand. This just seems like too much. This seems like too many people. 14 additional people on stage. Why do we need another drummer? So Don Henley can uh, pretend to play the acoustic guitar and come front and center? Yeah, just, uh, just come on, guys. Just end it. I say that, and then I bought this. But just end it. All right. Moving right along. That was a rant. I ranted. All right. What do we got next? She bangs. So far, songs are good. Except for that Velvet Underground song. Hi, Rock Solid friends. It's Kevin Hartbarger checking in once again from Chicagoland. I'm excited this week to be able to share some more mid-80s North Carolina jangle pop with you and talk about the great drummer Sarah Romweber. Sarah was a founding member of Snatches of Pink, later played with her younger brother in the Dex Romweber duo, and mostly was a linchpin in the North Carolina music scene of the 80s and 90s. She's probably best known as the original drummer in Let's Active, which was remembered mostly as Mitch Easter's band, before he went on to produce the first three R.E.M. records and helped define Southern indie rock in the 80s. And though Sarah was petite and soft-spoken, she really brought the thunder from behind her kit. Sadly, she's no longer with us. She died last year, too young at 55. So rock in peace, Sarah Romweber, and let's celebrate her with the classic Let's Active track, Every Word Means No. Enjoy. And Pat, as always, thanks for having me. Nice tune, Kevin Hartbarger. I like it a lot. 
Good deal. Let's hear our next entry. Another dude, because like I said, it's dude heavy. Maybe that's my fault. Maybe I need to reach out to uh, Courtney Cronin and uh, Christine Blackburn, Christy Stratton, get them to uh, contribute. I blame myself. Hi, Pat. Hi, Pat. Hi, Rock Solid listeners. This is Michael Van Zandt from Troy, Illinois. Hope everyone's doing well. Um, for this episode, She Bangs, I'm going to give you Leah Shapiro, drummer for Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. I've mentioned them before, one of my favorite bands. Uh, Leah joined the band in 2008 as their touring drummer and then uh, became a permanent member. She recorded, uh, She's recorded three albums with them, 2010's Beat the Devil's Tattoo, uh, 2013's Spectre at the Feast, and 2018's Wrong Creatures. Um, one of the things that's really special about Leah is that in 2014, she was diagnosed with a brain condition that caused problems with balance, muscle strength, and, and some of her other, uh, some other physical issues. She had a successful surgery and a successful recovery, uh, returned to playing drums, and uh, is, is better than ever. Uh, the song I'm going to give you is called Half State. It is from the 2010 album, Beat the Devil's Tattoo. It's a song that closes out the album. Clock's in at over 10 minutes, but I'm sure Pat won't let us do that unless he has to go to the bathroom. Um, anyway, the song features uh, Leah giving us multiple drumming styles throughout the song. Um, some cool syncopated beats uh, early on in the song, and then as things build, you get maybe a, kind of a standard rock beat. But listen to her fills. Um, she's got some really cool fills, and what they do is they 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 help the groove of the song move, and it contributes to the song um, moving along. And uh, I just really really like um, the way that she plays with the band, and uh, she can keep up with them. She's strong. She's powerful. And uh, here's Half State by Black Rebel Motorcycle Club featuring Leah Shapiro on drums. Enjoy. good tune Michael Van Zant sent me a 10 minute tune and an 8 minute intro thank you Michael I'm joking Michael your intro was 1 minute and 55 seconds maybe get that under 90 seconds maybe a minute maybe a minute I'm going to give you an example of how someone does it uh, quickly and concisely not saying your intro wasn't good Michael because it was it's very informative I think it was our longest intro here's a guy who gets it this guy's busy. He doesn't, he, he can't waste time. He needs to get it out there. Here we go. Hi, this is Matt Berkey. Tiny Stills is a indie pop punk band out of LA. 
It's led by singer-songwriter Kaylin West. She released a single this summer under her own name instead of the band Tiny Stills. It's called Dating in the Apocalypse, which is what dating feels like this year. Right, I'm not impressed with love these days. Can't pay attention and pretend that everything's okay. We're going up in flames, catching fire and denial with a smile on your face. West. The band is Tiny Stills. Kaylin West, friend of the show. She's been on a couple of times, played live. That video's out there somewhere. She was actually on the show right here at the house. Big fan. Really, really uh, talented and nice. Super sweet person. Matt also included in his email to me that you can buy that song at Bandcamp for a dollar. So do it. Do it as I reach across the table to grab something. Uh, Support our independent artists like Kaylin West and Tiny Stills. Uh, Right now, I'm going to give you the next fan-curated topic. It won't be next Monday because next Monday we have for the bonus episode Mike Schmidt returning with a remembering EVH, that's Eddie Van Halen episode that we recorded last week. So you guys will hear that next Monday. Then the following Monday will be another listener curated episode. Sometimes I put it out just to the Patreon people, but this one I'm going to put it out there to everyone. So you can start sending me songs anytime after hearing this. And you have about a week to send them to me. So, the other day I was listening to some Billy Idol. I was listening to a CD called The Very Best of Billy Idol. It's got a couple of bonus tracks. It's from 2008. It's got a bonus track called New Future Weapon, which is excellent. And it's got a bonus track called John Wayne, which is also excellent. And the John Wayne song made me think that it's time for us to do a name check episode. So, send me your favorite songs in which the singer name checks a famous person. They might even name check themselves. Ace Frehley would do that. But uh, yeah, send me your name check songs. Also, uh, if you don't think I have this, send me your intro, a minute or less. If you don't think I have the song, please also include the song. And this time you're going to have to include the time code in which the name check can be heard. All right. Maybe in your intro, you even tell us who, uh, who's going to be name-checked or why they're name-checked. 
Make it fun. Have fun with it. I'm sure Matt Berkey would do something. He'll say, my song is blah, blah, and they name check blah, blah. And that'll be it. That'll be it. All right, moving on. Let's hear from a guy called David Nickel. Hi, Pat and Rock Solid fans. This is David Nickel from Stratford, Ontario. Luscious Jackson was an all-woman band from the 90s. Their drummer was Kate Schellenbach, who also made her name as the original drummer for the Beastie Boys. One of my favorites from them, and my pick for this episode, is a track called Lady Fingers from their 1999 album Electric Honey. I'd also like to do a shout-out for a recent favorite, Sherry Sose. She is the current drummer for Simple Minds, and prior to that, from 2012 to 2015, handled tour drumming for my favorite artist ever, Brian Ferry. She is really something, so check out some of the videos on YouTube if you have a chance. Thanks again for putting together the great shows, Pat, and for including us listeners, too. I got lady figures, baby. I got kid gloves, baby. I got Another good tune. Thanks, David Nickel. I look around my room, I have so much music, but yet there's so much music I don't have or so much music I haven't heard. So these uh, listener-curated bonus episodes introduce me to a lot of new music, so thank you guys. Uh, this next song I do know, it's from an album that I love from last year, and yet... Did not know that there's a female drummer on this song. So we're going to let Michael Bagford tell you about it. M-Bags is what we call them here. We call them M-Bags. I think Murray uh, came up with that nickname. It's good that his name's not like David Bagford because then he'd be D-Bag. That wouldn't be good. Hey, Rock Solid listeners. This is your boy, Michael Bagford. Uh, for this uh, Shebangs episode, I'm going to pick a drummer called Kara Azar. Uh, she is usually the drummer for a band called Autolux. Uh, she has also drummed on three Jack White solo albums. And she was on two tracks of the Who's the latest album titled Who. Uh, she plays on two of them. There's one that was played on a previous episode. That one was titled I Don't Want to Get Wise. So we're going to do another track, which is called Rocking and Rage. Y'all rock solidly here. Rage. 
So Michael let us know that she plays on two songs. Wow. Why didn't I know this? I know the uh, official live drummer for The Who is Zach Starkey. And um, I knew he played on most of the album, but I just didn't, I didn't realize a female drummer on two tracks. She's great. That album is great, by the way. I really love it so much. Simply called Who. Came out late 2019. They're releasing a, uh, a new version of it next month, I believe. It's going to have a, uh, a bonus uh, acoustic live disc. Um, probably just to get that album back out into the marketplace a little bit since touring was canceled and promotion kind of stopped on it. But it's really, it's... It's a great Who album. I mean, after all these years, in between albums, they really nailed it. And I was quite, quite happy. When the veteran artists release new music and it's good. Uh, I'm going to play a song. One of my former guests, I'm going to say friend of the show, Debbie Peterson from the Bangles. I tried to get uh, Susanna Hoffs on the show for a long time. And I couldn't get her. And then I went to see the Bangles play at the Whiskey. I went with my friend Chip Chinnery and uh, our very own Mike Siegel. And I was quite taken with what a great drummer Debbie Peterson was. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you ignore it when you listen to studio albums. But when you see someone live, you're like, holy fuck. That's right. Holy fuck. She's a great drummer. So I immediately uh, reached out to get her on the show and got her. And that was great. Loved it so much. Uh, please know that the band was all sing lead vocal. So uh, I could feature songs that uh, only Debbie sang. Now the song I picked today, it's a pretty straightforward drum beat. It's a song called Get the Girl. It's from Austin Powers' The Spy Who Shagged Me soundtrack. And... Um, I just like the tune and I just like the uh I just like the steady timekeeping beat of Debbie Peterson. So let's hear it. Get the girl. Love it. Debbie Peterson, such a nice person. All the bangles were nice. I eventually got to have uh, three of the four. Michael Steele retired, so I've never had her on. Don't even know how to get a hold of her. If I did, I'd have her in the Zoom room for sure. Absolutely for sure I would. Then I could say that I've had all the bangles on the show. 
Still trying to get some more Go-Go's. It's proving to be difficult. I thought when the uh, documentary was out that I could snag some, but uh, I could probably have Kathy on again, but, um, you know, want to have some uh, want to have some other go-go's on. So I'll keep trying. Next up, a dude, dude heavy. The the intros are dude heavy, but the drumming is girl heavy. She bangs. Hey Rock Solid listeners, Craig Trombley from Ontario, Canada. Uh, the drummer I'm going to feature here is Eliza Edmund McDaniel. She's in the band The Beaches, uh Toronto area band. Um, the Beaches is actually four ladies, and they opened for the Rolling Stones in 2019 on the only Canadian stop that the Stones made on their No Filter tour. Uh, song's called T-Shirt, and enjoy. Thanks. Beaches. The album is Late Show. And the song is T-shirt. Thanks, Craig. Very enjoyable. Yeah, this episode should be called He Talks and She Bangs. That's what it should be. That's that's what it should be called. Uh coming up next, who's this band? Dog Party. Dog Party. Let's hear it. Hey, Pat Francis, rock solid. This is Greg Chittister. Hey, uh, many years ago, one of my friends wanted me to play in a band so we can um, help his daughter in a talent show, in her seventh grade talent show. And um, we played Bon Jovi's You Give Love a Bad Name. Kids went crazy. You know how seventh graders love Bon Jovi. But anyway, the band ran out right after us were these two girls, like 7th grade, ninth grade, something like that. Anyway, they played something so simple but so interesting that I felt compelled to kind of like stick around and say, hey, you guys did really good, you know, and just, you know, do that old man thing where you just build them up and say, keep at it. Anyway, fast forward five years, I'm at a Green Day show. They're touring with Green Day. And I, I, I'm looking up at the stage, and there they are, just the two girls, drummer and a guitarist. Anyway, and they're just tearing it up. I had lost track of them completely, and bam, they're up there with Green Day. That's pretty impressive. So, my Shebang nominee of the show is Lucy Giles um, with their band Dog Party, and they are singing Peanut Butter Dream. I hope you like it. Yeah. 
Good tune, Greg. Good tune. Uh, I'm going to play one more. I got the playout song too, but I'm going to play one more. I'm going to fit it in right here. And then we only got a couple more, uh, couple more uh, songs and we'll be done. It's a quick one. Lots of songs, over 20 songs. Played the, uh, played the bangles. I want to play the go-go's even though we did hear some go-go's earlier. I want to play a little bit of their new brand new single called club zero. Also, if you go to YouTube, there's a couple of videos of the Go-Go's playing live um, at their perspective, quarantine style, you know, at their perspective residences. And then they, uh, then they put it all together. It's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. So check that out. And uh, here's Club Zero. Fucks Given, Club Zero, written by Charlotte Caffey, Kathy Valentine, Jane Whelan, and Anna Warrenker. Warrenker? I don't know if I'm saying her name right. I'm sure I'm not. I told you earlier, I can't say last names. W-A-R-O-N-K-E-R. That's it. I would love a new Go-Go's album. Why not? Why not, ladies? That song sounded so good. You got nine more of those? Add Club Zero. That's 10. We'll take it. It doesn't have to be a 14 or 15 or 16 song album. 10 songs. Let's do it. I know I know that uh, Kathy and Weedlin and Valentine, they've been writing. They've got songs. All right. Next up, friend of the show also hosts his own podcast where he interviews some super cool rock musicians and he does deep dives on some albums with some producers and he's very tall you stand next to him he's gonna dwarf you in a picture oh my god it's gonna be ridiculous here he is hey gang it's john lamoureux from the hustle uh i've been really stumped on this topic because there were three bands i really wanted to showcase for everybody the dum dum girls war paint and Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, and I cannot decide what to do, but I'm gonna go with BRMC. Their drummer is Leah Shapiro. Well, their first four albums are the best, but they had a dude drumming back then. Now it's Leah Shapiro. They put out an album in 2018 called Wrong Creatures that is so good, and the track Spook is killer. And these guys are fantastic live if you don't know them. So anyway, check out Spook from Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Pat, play it from the beginning. Let it go for about a minute, 15, minute 20. 
Hey, that's pretty amazing. Black Rebel Motorcycle Club from 2018. Album is Wrong Creature. Song is Spook. John. That thing kicks ass. That thing? That song. That song kicks ass. All right, moving on. We got uh, we got one more uh, one more song. Then I'll do some promoting. Then I'll pl- do a playout song. And we are going to come in possibly right around ninety minutes. A miracle for playing this many songs. But here we go. Travis Hoffman. Let's do it. Greetings, Pat, and the rest of the Rock Solid listeners. My choice for the Shebangs episode is Denise DeFort. The drummer in girl school track is choice for sale off of their hidden run lp have a great day Nice rocking song also from 1997, the band Girl School, album's Emergency. Song is not for sale. Uh, it seemed like um, seemed like that intro glitched, had a little jump in it uh, when, uh, when Travis mentioned the song, not for sale. So don't know what happened, Travis. Um, I will remind everybody, because Travis didn't do it, please introduce yourself. Hey, this is Travis Hoffman, and I'm from uh, Saskatchewan, or wherever you're from. I don't know why that jumped in my head, but that's the word that came out of my mouth. So introduce yourself up top. Let us know where you're from and, uh, and then go into your intro. Although I do appreciate you, Travis, keeping it at 15 seconds. Pretty amazing. Uh, let's do some promoting and then I'm going to play out with something, uh, something fun. Uh, follow us on Twitter at rock solid show. You can still follow Kyle Dotson at Kyle Dotson funny and uh, I am at Pat underscore Francis. If you go to rocksolidpodcast.com, there you're going to find everything about the show. T-shirts, links to the episodes, and link to the Patreon page. Also going to get to see some of that Facebook artwork there done by all the amazing artists. And if there's uh, any women out there you want to do some artwork for me, just email at rock solid show, not at rock solid show. Email me at rock solid show. No, this is all wrong. Email me via rock solid podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to jump right to the Patreon page, it's patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast. Uh, promote the show. If you've been listening for 10 years, got over 120 episodes and I've been doing a, a, a great job. Uh, I don't know why I'm patting myself on the back, but uh, 
I've been uh, I've been getting lots of great guests for the Thursday episodes. I did not set out to be the interview of the week or guest of the week podcast. That's not what I like to do. Um, I like to have my uh, my rotating co-hosts in here and picking a topic, and then uh, guests are like a cherry on top of the ice cream sundae. But because of uh, the quarantine and because of Zoom, I have been uh, very fortunate to get a lot of cool guests over the past three or four months. So I'm just going to keep doing that when possible. So that's all I'm saying. Uh, If you want to support the show, I would love it. If you've been listening for free for 10 years, all the episodes are still free, but uh, the uh, monetary support is much appreciated and, uh, and at times much needed. So please know that I do put money into the show to make the show happen. And, um, and for as little as $2 a month, 50 cents a week. Uh, I've been doing two episodes a week during quarantine. That's 25 cents an episode. Man, I hope I'm worth that. I hope I'm worth a quarter. Go do it. You can win prizes for two bucks a month. For five bucks a month, ASAP Club, you get your episodes uh, early. Even though I'm just recording this one a day early, they're going to get it. Uh, an hour after I record it. So please know that when I, when I, when I do these episodes with, uh, with guests, these guest interviews, people are getting them, you know, a week or so early. So, uh, so just know that. And, uh, and thanks for listening. That's the main thing. If you're not listening, uh, then why do it? All right. My play out song is going to be from this young girl, I played her a couple weeks ago. I hope I'm saying her name right. Nandy Bouchelle. She's from the UK. She's, I think, 10 at this point. She's a, a drummer, but she plays all the instruments on this song. Uh, this kid is a, a prodigy. But she has so much fun slamming these drums. And she's been having a, uh, a, a an epic rock drum battle with uh, Dave Grohl, who has embraced her talent. And so the song I'm going to play is uh, a song that, um, it's an original song that she wrote. It's called Rock and Grohl, uh, The Epic Battle. And I'm going to be playing this from YouTube, so uh, we'll see how it goes. But this is uh, Nandy Bushell. My name's Pat Francis, and thanks for listening. <laughs> 